Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today, I'm going to talk about how to broker part-time successfully. Some of you are new mortgage brokers. You're going to figure out, how do I do this and not lose my hair or be stressed out? I'm going to dive into that. Before I jump into some tips specifically on how you can actually do that, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy for borrowers to use as they're filling that out. It's automatically figuring what documents that they need, which is awesome. And then when you get the application, you can go search lender spotlight, figure out all of the rates and guidelines. And finally, when you go to hit submit, it actually pulls key data from the application to make it easy for your underwriter. Go check them out at lendesk.com slash Finmo. All right, so let's jump into some general principles for being a part-time broker. I have to tell you, first off, it's way harder to be a mortgage broker part-time. In some regards, it's harder. In some ways, it's easier. I guess I should clarify that. It's harder because you don't usually have as much time because you have some other thing you're doing, whether it's another job, whether it's you're raising your kids, whether it's, you know, we've worked with people that in all different aspects of this. So you have a time constraint. But if you have another income source, if you pace yourself, you can actually last longer than somebody who just decides to go all in on brokering and doesn't have any other income or doesn't have a very long, you know, I call it like a runway for how to get their business going. So there's three kind of principles that I want to talk about. First is build a schedule that is realistic. I want to say that again, build a schedule that is realistic. I talked to one of our agents recently and this guy's like, he's working hard at this man. And so he decided to like switch his job from days to nights. He could with his current job. So he works from 10 at night till six in the morning. And then he's got to take his kids to school. And then he's, you know, tries to get some sleep and then he's got to do some work. And then he's got to, and I was like, wow, that is a tough schedule. Like I can't imagine having, you know, the energy. And then on top of that, so he's in our uh, Rookie to Rockstar program. He's going through the 100-Day Challenge. And the 100-Day Challenge, full disclosure, is really designed for somebody who can do this full-time. You can do it part-time. You just have to pace yourself and adjust your expectations. So he's going through this program where it's like literally every day there's something to do. And he's working another job and doing some stuff with his kids and trying to build, like, it's a lot. And so it was interesting when we chatted. I said, you know, here's the thing, man. Like, you got this. You just got to slow down your pace. It's like you're running a marathon. Being a mortgage broker is like running a marathon anyway, but you're running a marathon with a backpack and a weighted vest on. Like you're just going to have to go slower, but don't worry about it. Just keep moving forward. And so with this guy in particular, I said, look, you got to sleep, man, because if you don't sleep, you're going to be useless as a mortgage broker and the dad and everything else you have going on. So it's really important that you actually set time aside to sleep. If you come home in the morning and you find that you're better off to work then a little bit or sleep later. So that was the first thing I said, make sure that you set yourself up for time for sleep. And he said to me one time he had been making calls to realtors. He went and laid down and his phone rang and then he answered it. And the realtor's like, uh, you know, hey, are you just wake up? And he's like, yeah, I was uh, just not feeling great. I was like, that's probably a good answer rather than saying, yeah, I'm sleeping because I'm working a night shift. But in any case, I was like, you need to turn that phone off. When you are set to sleep, just sleep. And it's okay. So if you are working, say, a night shift or an evening shift and you realtor, the thing is that they don't know that you're not in meetings with clients. Imagine if you were in back-to-back-to-back meetings with clients, they're not going to think it's weird. So if you go lay down for, you know, whatever you need to sleep for and then come back later and call them, they're not going to know that you were sleeping because you had to. So it's not a thing. It's only a thing in your head, not in their head. So that's the first thing. And also successful mortgage brokers, they usually can't get back right away because they are in back-to-back meetings or they're doing calls and stuff. So that would be the other thing is the first is set a realistic schedule. So you got to have time to sleep. you got to have time to do your work activities, which I'll dive into next. 
And then you got to have time to learn the business. And so first is, is that figure that out, what that looks like. Some other people I've talked to, you know, some of our other agents, you know, they may work. They got a couple afternoons off a week, for instance, or whatever that looks like. But you got to figure out your schedule. You have less hours in a week, but that's okay. Just make sure that that's scheduled. The second thing is to build a weekly target that's realistic. So schedule is realistic and then a weekly target that's realistic. So for example, often what I'll tell people in this scenario is like, you know, what we try to do if you're in the, our 100 day challenge is we try to get you to like show you how to build a list of realtors and we show you how to present to them. Then we show you how to follow up with them once you've actually presented to generate referrals. And we try to get you to do as many as possible in a 30 day period because you get better faster, right? Like imagine if you're a professional speaker and you're doing the same presentation, you know, 20 times in 20 days, you're going to get dang good at it. Versus if you do it 20 times in two years, every time it's going to be like starting from scratch. So there's a repetition that happens by doing them more compressed. You can't do that if you got another job, if you're going to work part-time. Just take that expectation and chuck it to the side and say, that's not going to be me. Maybe someday I can put the pedal down. That's not today. So what I tell these folks is I say, look, what you want to aim for, especially if you've got another gig or something, is book two meetings a week. So let's say if it's realtors that you're building your business with, which we like a lot. So we want you to book two meetings a week because probably one of them is not going to show up on average, or maybe you get a 60% because we want you to get in front of one realtor a week. So if you get in front of one realtor a week, you book two to make sure that there's one presentation, then every week in a year, you've got in front of 50 realtors. And so that's step one. Step two is you follow up with them till they tell you to screw off or they start sending you business. You never stop following up. You know, I always say like Coca-Cola still advertises. They've been in business 130 years. You know who they are. You can go into Africa to a remote village and hold up a Coca-Cola and people probably know what that is. And so the reality is, is that they're not doing it so that you know what they are. They're doing it so you don't forget to buy them when you go into a store. You are not Coca-Cola. They're going to forget you. And, you know, we teach people how to do a great, you know, first meeting, how to wow them, build rapport, build trust. But if you don't follow up, you're literally throwing away 300% of your opportunity is gone. So what you're going to do is you book two meetings a week to get one presentation, that one presentation, they go on your list. And then every week you send them a video closer to the end of the week, one video a week, then video should take you no more than 60 to 90 seconds. And we have a bunch of suggestions for our agents for videos that they can use by topics, send out a video that's useful to them, value add, and then follow up the next week with a phone call. And so if you've got 10 people on that list, you're going to talk to three of them. Seven of them are going to go to voicemail. That's fine. Shoot them a text. Hey, let me know if I can help. Yada, yada. So I guarantee you that if you follow that model, you will not get 12 months before you'll have enough. And if you keep following up, he is keep following up, you'll have enough business in your pipeline that you actually could quit your other job if you choose. So first one is build a schedule that's realistic, build a target that's realistic. So instead of trying to get, you know, five meetings a week or make X number of calls, don't set those unrealistic goals. And here's the other thing I'd say. So let's say it's on Monday and you've got some time, you start booking calls on Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever that looks like. As soon as you got two booked, you stop working. You stop. You're like, I got my two meetings booked, boom, high five, I'm done. I can rest, I can pace myself, I can go through my training materials, whatever. You only need to book two. You do not want to keep going. Again, you are running a marathon with a backpack and a weighted vest. Even if you wake up one day and you're feeling great, I would tell you to still pace yourself. You're in it for the long haul. So you do that for a year. And as sure as God made little green apples, you will start to get business from it. And then I will be shocked if you're not able to transition out of your current job into a full-time mortgage broker. So that leads me to my last point. So realistic schedule, realistic target, a realistic transition plan. So at some point, you know, if you want to be long-term successful as a mortgage broker, it is definitely easier to do if you're doing this full-time. Like I always say, if you're a part-timer and you're competing against somebody who's full-time all in, it's just harder. You can do it. It's just harder. And so 
don't burn the boats too early. So don't get all like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. Like, well, you could. Some people have done that. I'm not recommending that. A couple of things that you want to do. I've got a podcast. If you scroll back there a little bit, I talk about some things to do before you become a mortgage broker. So one of the things would be obviously try to set yourself up, set up a line of credit on your place uh, if you own a property so that you have it in place. Because once you go self-employed, ain't nobody going to give you any money. Or if they are, they're going to charge you for it. So set that up. You know, put some savings aside. All that stuff makes sense. Get your financial house in order. But then the second thing is, is get the pipeline going. It's much easier to transition out of your job if you've already closed, you know, eight or 10 mortgages. Plus, you got a pipeline of pre-approvals. You got, you know, seven or eight pre-approvals or maybe, you know, 10 pre-approvals. And you can see that, okay, with a bit more effort, I can actually go way faster. So one of our agencies, this Brandon, he was actually a farmer before becoming a mortgage broker you know, like micro farming. And, you know, we had a bunch of conversations. And so for the first, I think it was 120 days or 150 days, he was just learning the business, learning how to build a little bit of a pipeline and he could see it starting to grow. And then he had to transition, sold his farm, you know, figured out somebody's going to buy it. We talked about that, got this farm sold. And then he was able to burn the boats. And when he did, his business just took off, like literally because he'd already built the skill. He'd already started to build the pipeline. And so you have to have a realistic transition plan so that you can move from part-time to full-time If you want to stay part-time, that's your call. I just think that in most cases, a part-time mortgage broker who's really good. So let's say you were full-time at one time, working 20 hours a week can make more money than a lot of people can make in a full-time gig. So why wouldn't you just do that part-time rather than a job that makes you have to be somewhere, you know, whatever that looks like. So in any case, you have to have a realistic transition plan. So hopefully you find that helpful. Set the realistic schedule, set a realistic weekly target. And when you hit it, stop working. And then finally, set a realistic transition plan. Make sure that you pay attention to the finances. Make sure that you pay attention to, do you have a pipeline going? And then I can tell you that if you build that muscle and you've started to build the confidence, when you do burn the boats, things go really quick. But if you do it too soon, you won't. So in any case, hopefully you find that helpful. I know that I've been having more conversations with people in the last little bit that are you know, doing something part-time. On the plus side is that, yes, you are running a marathon, but, you know, in a lot of cases, you do have another income, so you don't have to worry about, like, being able to eat. Somebody who burns the boats too soon is like, oh, my gosh, I got no money coming in. That's probably going to be very stressful for most people. Oh, and if you want to find out how we could help you, go to rookie2rockstar.ca. We've got a whole webinar there. I walk you through exactly how we help new agents build out businesses, like some of the folks have been talking about. Yeah, good luck with it, man. It's a fantastic career. It is not easy. It is not for the faint of heart. And it is a marathon. If you come into this with the idea that, you know, and some people take it off really quick, don't make excuses, but don't compare either. So don't make excuses like, well, I can't do it because of X, Y, Z, because then you're just setting yourself up for failure. But also don't compare yourself with someone else because you may not have their nine to five. Maybe you've got kids to run around. You've got all this other stuff happening. They don't. And you're looking at them going, wow, look how fast they're going. Like, don't worry about it. The only person you should be comparing with is you and going, all right, did I make a commitment to make two calls today? What that was, or three calls? And did I do it? Check, yes, high five myself, I did. Because that's it, that's all that matters. And if you do that and stick to it, you will be successful, period. But you will get discouraged if you look over at someone else who seems like they're going faster, but they don't have the same scenario as you. And it's not worth looking at. But also don't make an excuse for yourself and say, well, I can't do it at all, because that's also not true. You gotta be realistic. I guess this whole episode is sponsored by the letter R for realistic. Hopefully you guys found this useful. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. And please, if you found this useful, share it with other friends who are rookies that are starting out. And especially if they're part-time and they're trying to get you know their head above water, hopefully this will give them some encouragement, but also they can set a plan to build a successful business. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production. I love-